Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. What up? It's old school. Back to the new school way. Jay Foreman, Kenny Wilhite, Austin on the ones and twos, making us uh, sound and look good. Appreciate his support. We also uh, appreciate the support of the Mercado Certified Piedmontese and Special Ingredients and Butcher Shop located at 84th and Havelock. Every type of meat, every type of cut. I'm going to say this, man. We're, I don't know where Jake Sorensen's at. You know, when I listen to everybody else, they got they got the uh, the, the, the pork chop, the pork chop segment. They got the, the knucklehead segment. They got the 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 who's up, who's down segment, man. Jake, you like, you better get some sales done. We up here doing big things here from four to six. We're holding it down. So yeah, Jake, I'm starting your weekend off because once I see you next week, it's on like pot, butter popcorn. This boy but, coming in hot today. Oh yeah, hot. you messing with me on a Friday? We got a game tonight, so I'm already hyped oh, up. Okay. I'll probably get another tech. But Coach, anyways, can't be out there getting texted. Oh, you got to, you got, you got to. It's anyway. I didn't get, I haven't got one in a while. Anyways, okay. Um, we were talking about before. Um. And, and changing and flipping the roster. And it was done a different way, and every coach does it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and this is what people need to understand. And it's either, be, you know, in front of you, okay, or behind the scenes it happens. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that because ultimately when you really – if you just take a step back and look at it, if you want to judge a coach by what they're doing, it's no different than when somebody comes in and, and, and takes over a bank or whatever and they hire new people. You want to be able to judge him by his coaches, his or her coaches, and his or her players. It, and, and you have to let them kind of go through a cycle, two or three years, get down there. And But ultimately, as they're making that transition, you still want to be able – the thing that you can really evaluate is, you know, discipline, turnovers, you know. Accountability. Accountability. Those are the foundations of your thing. But the talent-wise, t- all that stuff, toughness – that's what you really evaluate. And then, of course, you expect them not to, you know, lose games you shouldn't and, and so forth. And you want to be able to look, you know, at least from the first six games and the last six games, a difference in play and have a clear-cut identity. That That's no different than how you're going to evaluate Colorado or you're going to evaluate, evaluate Nebraska or evaluate Nebraska in the past. Now, once you get in year two, three, and four, and five, then obviously the expectations that you have to change drastically. And so um, – the roster turnover at Colorado is normal, not maybe not to that magnitude, but there's not a lot of coaches of Deion Sanders stature taking over one and eleven teams. Generally, when you think about it, right? Okay, let's just think about. Uh, I won't say climbing at Kansas State because I feel like North Dakota State actually is is a power five school. They would they would be able to survive, and they're they're a great football organization up there. So let's just who's a. Um, you could go Tulane did it. Okay, Tulane, or just think a look at like Tim Beck, right? He's he's down there at Coastal Carolina, mm-hmm. right? He's an offensive coordinator. He's gonna say Coastal Carolina, you know, and say they go, you know, to you know decent bowl game or whatever. They get in at you know the, you know New Year's Day bowl game. Tim Beck's going and be up for like a USC or something. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying. So that's no different than Jackson State. You know, I know they're in the HBCU and they don't play the type of schedule, but at the end of the day. You know they're a well-coached team, and they're and they're 
you know, in their league, and coaching down there is hard. So when Dion goes to a Colorado, you have to. It's a drastic move for Colorado to go and and get a coach out of HBCU. They're not going to HBCU to get a team out of there. They're not getting mm-hmm. South Carolina State's coach who actually beat Jacksonville State the last uh, or Jackson State the last two years. They're going to get Dion. So Dion's got to come in and do drastic things. Same thing here. You know, we had to, you know, we fired a, a alumni and Scott Frost, right? So we have to go do get drastic things and and get Matt Rule to come in and change the culture and identity and accountability part, along with being able to recruit on a, on a nationwide basis and, and go out there and build a program, which he's done before. And so it, it's the same thing, maybe not to the same magnitude, Colorado and Nebraska, but at the end of the day, whether you're four and eight, one and eleven, I don't know. That they, I mean, that's there's not much difference Mm-mm. there, you know. And um, so both both programs are in a, you know, in a position where they're trying to look up, and they both have two new hires, and and you know, ultimately, you know, everybody needs to focus on what's happening here in Lincoln with our coaching staff because that's the most important thing. You're only going to play Colorado one week, and one. then you're going to be worrying about them the week of, and worry about the results. Obviously, and hopefully, we're celebrating the results come Saturday. Come Monday, you're worried about the next next opponent, yep. and they're not in our conference. And so, uh, the most important thing is how we're building this thing to compete and be sustainable in the Big Ten first and foremost, and, and primarily in the Big Ten West, which is actually, Kenny. I wanted to ask you this: on a scale of one to ten, could there ever be a better, let's say, predicament or situation to come into the Big Ten West, considering? Your experience on staffs, what, how, how consistent and sustainable some teams in the Big Ten West has, has been. Can there bet there in your scale of one to ten? How I won't say easy a situation, but how um, unique is this situation is to come in and be and have a winning years in you know years one and two versus if you're coming in when Beal was at Wisconsin, you know to say Harbaugh still at Michigan. You know, Ference and Iowa still rolling. You, you know, Purdue still that. You know, where they still got their Star Wars, right? Yeah. Brom. Talk about that on a scale of one to ten. I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's a very unique. It's a great time to come in um, and be the head coach at Nebraska, considering the turnover. I, I said that in the first segment with Strick in Austin. This is it, because after this year, there's no East or West, right? Right. Yeah. So right. Yeah. For you coming into this situation with all the coaching changes within the conference on the western side of the, the conference, yeah, you have a better chance this year of getting it done and being able to build on winning. Th- winning. Yeah. So I wouldn't say it's easy. It's but, easier. But it's easier right. um to get it done. But again, your roster still your roster's still not intact. Sure. So, right, right, right on, right, yeah. And they said yesterday, you have now you got 104 days to get your roster intact, get everything going, and get everybody on board and get everybody ready for Minnesota. Ready for, right. We don't want to say Minnesota. We got to fix the ship first here. No, but I'm saying, I, yeah, yeah, you're, you're, whatever your roster moves, moves you're doing, yes. once you make those roster moves, the the primary folks, whenever that is. Primary folks has to be on current team sure getting them ready for minnesota for minnesota because that's when the games will be playing yes like we ain't getting ready for spring no and and in and, and, and compete for but we we competing for spots but once them comp once that competition is done 
we got to look to going up that, you know, 80 to 35, 35 north and hitting up there in Minneapolis and Dinky Town and try to, you know, raise some hell on a Thursday night. Come August. August, what, 4th? Probably start training camp? The game's on the 31st. I don't know. You so know better August, than me. August 4th, August 5th. They got to be ready. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and really, to be honest with you, the the lower part of the roster is probably kind of turnover, mm-hmm. right? The, the guys that are up in the air. The main part and that whoever's going to have a big influence on that, unless you get lucky in the portal, the big influence in that game is 90, 90, 95% on that roster right now. Yes. So those guys need to be preparing every day and night for Minnesota because I can tell you this, Minnesota's preparing for Nebraska. So you got to meet force with force, and that's what's going to be uh, – it's going to be an interesting game. I think as much as Minnesota could be the odds-on favorite just because of – continuity with the head coach you know he's got his offensive coordinator back i still they look they lost their, the best running back in the big 10 or one of them and they lost the quarterback that they, they, in in and but the younger quarterback is good and they is lost the one that came in at second yeah. half that gave yeah, us the like blues steve, yeah steve young now he's now look coming off when nobody has any tape on you is different now teams can kind of game plan for you but he does have talent but kenny you know and i know being a backup quarterback and, and coming in and showing a little bit of life Versus being the guy is different. You have to prepare different. Yes. You have to establish yourself within the team. Um, and, and, you know, so there's might be an element of surprise there. But ultimately, you got to meet force with force. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, on the 31st of August and see uh, where we're at. It's not going to tell the whole story, no. but it's going to give you a good glimpse into it. A good starter. Snap. I always say MT, or Mr. T starter kit. <laughs> Snapshot of, yeah. of like, like we talked about it yesterday. Um One of you know the graduation is tomorrow, right? Oh no, hold on. you know what, Kane? No. We, we're going to put a pin in that because we were up against the clock. I guess okay. Since we, since you know you're going to keep us on yeah, schedule. Yeah, y'all did the Thursday Thursday kick a brother to the curb. <laughs> I'm back today. I'm beyond time. I'm letting DP know. Even though y'all put me in 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 a uh, little TV timeout, I'm back in full effect. Kenny Wilhite, Jay Foreman, old school. We'll be back. We're going to talk about post graduation vortex of the portal, so forth and so on. We'll be right back. 